Hello, and welcome to the Public Affairs Show on WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. I'm Carla Redondo, former chief meteorologist of Channel 4, now a certified orientation and mobility specialist, and I have RP, retinitis pigmentosa, so I am visually impaired. Today, we're having as my guest someone I've known for 30 years as of this month, Mike Haas, the new voice of the New Orleans Saints. Mike, how are you? Well, I'm feeling a bit old now. After that, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we both we <laughs> so, both are, my I kinda, friend. You know, I knew it was uh, up there. I wasn't sure it was uh, that long, but hey, it's been it's been a good three decades, my friend. That's right. I arrived in New Orleans in August of 1991, and you were my weekend sports anchor at the time when I became the weekend meteorologist. Was Hoda there with us at that point? She was there, I think, uh, maybe a couple years after. So it wasn't long okay. that Hoda arrived. Yeah, so we had a, a fun group on the weekends, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we had a pretty strong weekend good, a pretty strong weekend team. And uh, one of them's at the Today Show. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Yeah. Now, Mike, to let everybody know about you, tell us how you got interested in broadcasting, what school, how you got to New Orleans. So basically a little uh, uh, resume of uh, how you got here. Sure. Uh, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version because the other version can get lengthy. But I'm originally from Virginia, uh, outside of Washington, D.C., about 26 miles out of Manassas, Virginia. Um, I grew up there, and my goal in life uh, was to play professional golf. That's what I did as a kid. That's what I did in high school. And so I went to college at James Madison University on a golf scholarship because that's what I was going to do. And so I played college golf for about three years and realized that I was going to be a very poor professional golfer, uh, if at all. So, you know, decided to kind of change course and, you know, always a big sports fan. And I'd done some, you know, radio with a friend of mine and kind of just fell into communications and literally went just kind of all in because I was already a junior and kind of late to the game. So went all in. This is back in 1984. Um, and so, you know, at the time there's, you know, there were not, we didn't have the mega media opportunities, uh, then that we have now. In fact, they said that at that point, you know, local television's dead cable was just coming out, MTV, CNN, all that stuff is relatively new ESPN. So, but you know, went, went down the path and was looking for local TV jobs. And so I, I got, I worked. It was so hard to get a sports job because they only have like two people. So I, I took a job in news and uh, doing radio in Charlottesville, Virginia. Then got my first television job a few months later in Harrisonburg, where James Madison was, very small market. And then from there went back to Charlottesville and news, still as a news reporter. And then after a couple of years, I got a, my first sports job, which was in Lawton, Oklahoma. I was a weekend sports anchor there for a year. And then got my first sports director job in Lubbock, Texas, uh, and spent two years there. The whole goal at that point was to get back to Washington, D.C., to, you know, to get back home and come back to the D.C. market. So uh, just at a chance, uh, I, I had heard about a job in New Orleans and sent a tape, and that's what we did back then. We sent physical tapes. Uh, we didn't email links, and uh, I, it was just uh, fortunate enough to get a, a call back from Joe Duke, who was the news director there from Channel 4, you know, the powerhouse station uh, here in New Orleans. And, you know, I'd never been to New Orleans. I didn't know anybody in New Orleans. I never visited. But 
took the job thinking this would be a perfect two year kind of, you know, next step on the ladder. When I got here, we were market size 31, 30, 31. I mean, we were up there and, uh, you know, it was Jim Henderson was the sports director. So I had, we had a great sports department and the station was awesome. And then, uh, 31 years later, <laughs> that two year plan, uh, just didn't kind of work out. I mean, I just, uh, I fell in love with the city, uh, fell in love with, uh, my, girlfriend now wife and you know just two years became five five became ten uh and then at some point i realized i was never leaving and so you know was in did sports until 2001 i was the sports anchor weekend sports anchor and then really just as a you know feasibility to be more have some more time with my family and all the travel on the weekends and sports i flipped over to the news in 2001 and then Certainly, September 11th in 2001, Katrina in 05, uh, and so I was the you know the final years uh, of, of Channel Four was the news anchor, uh, morning show anchor. Spent a couple of stints as the interim news director uh, at separate occasions, and still anchored during those times. Um, and so I did a little bit of everything. Man. I was pretty well rounded. And then in 2017, I had an opportunity from a friend of mine to join a startup company out of Virginia. And I had done 33 plus years in local television all, all together. And I was like, you know, maybe it's time for a change. And that, so I left Channel 4, but the actual Virginia job kind of fell apart a little bit. But I had this model for a video production company where to create stories and videos for companies for social media. So I created Hoss Communications and uh, Tom Moore, the photographer, was with me and, you know, I think it was a, I still believe it's a great idea. It just takes, it was new in 2017. Now it's not quite so new and um, loved it, but it was, it was, a, it was a one man show. It was, I did it. I, I shot, I edited, I wrote, I produced, I got paper clips. I was sales. I was marketing. I was everything. And so it, it, it took a toll. And then, so, but I still have the company still use it and love it. Um, and then 2019, uh, Doug Fortin here at the Superdome had approached me about becoming the spokesperson for the renovation that's going on here. And so I was, you know, eager to do that. So I came to where I'm sitting right now, which is in the Superdome and started that job in 2019 In 2017, the Saints had also asked me to be their sideline reporter for games, just in game sideline reporter. So I was doing that. So I was working for the Saints, working at the dome, um, and, you know, during the renovation, everything was kind of, you know, this is kind of what I thought the plan would be. And then, you know, I had applied for the Saints job in 2018, the Saints play-by-play job, when Jim Henderson left and Zach got it, which is awesome, super guy and the right move at the time. But then when he went back to coaching or went to coaching, uh, you know, I was able to get another bite at the apple, which is rare for anybody and especially rare for someone at, at my status of career. So uh, now here I sit, you know, two games under my belt and, you know, it's my dream job and I got it, you know, 40 years after, <laughs> after, after college. Uh, and so it's just, um, you know, I'm amazing, but not, but I, I still have my Superdome job and I still have lost communication. So I went from kind of planning on early retirement to three full-time jobs, uh, which is 
interesting to say the least, but you know, uh, it's good. I I'm fortunate and humbled and lucky to be the voice of the saints. And the first two games were interesting, but it'll, it'll get better. That's right, and as I mentioned that this taping is as of August 27th, so two games are under your belt. And uh, I can relate to you, so to speak, because I knew my plan was to move from the Weather Channel to New Orleans and stay about two years and get back to my home state of Texas to work. And I fell in love with everything that you mentioned around here, you know, the uh, the food, the people, the co-workers and everything, so I can certainly relate to that. Now, first, we have to mention, before I get to my main reason, how did the Mardi Gras moose come to be? Uh, it was kind of an evolution. Um, so in March, you know, out of college, we were, a bunch of people, we would always go skiing. And so, you know, up to Colorado or Utah or whatever. And so one year they, they literally had, the, you know, these hats, these animal hats. And one of them was a moose hat. It was a ski hat, you know. And so I bought it. You know, it was cool. Didn't think twice about it. And so Mardi Gras rolled around and out on veterans. And so the first year I wore just a hat. I had like a tux on and I wore the hat. It was me and Hoda Conti and Len Cannon, who is now an anchor in Houston, one of the super, you know, successful. And then Hoda, who's on the Today Show, and me on Veterans Boulevard. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was, I didn't think anything of it. So the next year I went, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a costume made and just be have that. So the next year I was a moose, and then I was like, every year people would try to, would always, you know, how this is you're part of it. Like, well, well, what are we gonna be? It's always just, you know, ah, I can never decide. We always gonna do something bigger and better. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll just be a moose again. So three years became four. <laughs> it's kind of like my New Orleans story. And so then, like one year, my favorite year. All my friends, literally 20 of them, had moose costumes made. And they rolled down Veterans Boulevard, 20 mooses in what was now the crew of moose. And they all had hats and full costumes for Mardi Gras when we were at Argus. That was the coolest thing ever. And then it just became a thing. I was just like, I'm done. So this was 25, 27, 28 years uh, just, now I've had several costumes. I've got like seven heads, so to speak. Uh, but and so I've been through a bunch, and you know, I lo- I'm the only one out here that likes cold Mardi Gras. <laughs> Not <laughs> no one me. else does. Not That's me. Like people no. like you who are wearing, you've got stomach midriffs showing, and all kinds of craziness. But you know, it just became a thing, you know, and and it's it's the one day where you, as a news anchor, you really you know, get to be kind of whatever, whoever, you know, you're not a news anchor for a day. And so you, you, you're just, you know, you, you get to have some personality and you got to have some fun. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of great people with Sheba or Karen. I mean, we had, you know, so it's just, it was an evolution. It was never planned. It was just an old ski hat that I happened to, you know, put on one day and yeah, a little, little, you know, had, had I known, but yeah, that's the story of the moose. Yeah, you should have marketed that. You could have gotten uh, some cash for uh, being the moose and having more people join the crew and make it a big old crew like Endymion. Yeah, that would have been great. Would have been cool, but it would have been hot. We'd have we'd have to figure out we'd we'd have to make some changes. We'd have to have like hats only or something, or just maybe brown T-shirts. Because I'll tell you that those costumes. Yeah, I, I mean a couple of them. Those uh, you know when I wasn't in the French Quarter, I was in the French Quarter for like ten, fifteen years. 
But the, when you're at Argus and you're out there on veterans, you, you know it's it's whew, it can get hot. And so oh, yeah. they, they were they were fun times, man. Because you really that's that's also and as you know, you know from being uh, where we are downtown, you know you, you're around you're around people. You know you're around the people who watch you, and you know you're just hanging out with them. You're not. That's kind of the way New Orleans is. You're never the news anchor. You're just a through your friend, there's somebody that they've they, they bring into your home, uh, so uh, you know it's it's been that aspect is unique, and I've always loved it. Absolutely. Now, Mike, the main reason I I, I wanted you on the show was because during your one of your interviews when you became uh, head of the uh, the Voice of the Saints when you were named, you had mentioned something in one of your interviews. He said that your job is to paint a picture for the listener. Now, you know, our listeners are visually impaired or have no vision at all, so they really need that picture painted for them. So kind of touch on that aspect of it, because a lot of our, our listeners, they don't, they don't have the TV on. They're just listening to the radio, because I know it's an institution to turn down the TV and turn up the radio, but uh, a lot of us that are visually impaired, they need that picture painted. So describe how that came to be and how you said that. Well, you know, it's it's funny. It's not funny, but I mean, it's it's ironic in that because that's what you do. That's as the play by play guy for radio. It's not television, so it's it is. It's painting the picture, creating the environment so that the listener feels like they're at the game, right? So they feel like, okay, I know the team colors. I know the direction they're going in. I, I, you know, give them a sense of the emotion. It's third and eight, big play, crowd, and then, you know, describe the play. And so that, I, you know, it's, it's, it's fundamental, right? And it's the one thing that I have done most poorly at the first two games. I don't, you know, it's especially the first game, you know, I, I was painting a, picture but it was almost like i was painting a picture for television right and so one of my, my peers who who had hired me at the radio station said let's talk after the first game she said because you know there's there's kind of two aspects to it there's the aspect of deuce and i and our relationship and and that was great which i knew it would be he's such a super guy so laid back you know and so uh that was fine but and so she said you you need to do exactly that. She said, I'm telling you what you told me verbatim. You need to explain the game as if you're telling it to somebody who's visually impaired or blind. She says, you did everything else great, but you did not do that. And so I went back and listened to the game, and I was almost horrified. Because I, I, didn't, do, I, that's, I, I didn't do the fundamental thing that you need to do as a play-by-play person on radio. And so you kind of got a sense of what the play was, but not really, you know, it's, 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 so I, I, you know, in game two, you know, the Jacksonville game, I made it a point to just, you know, follow the ball, follow the ball and use, you know, verbiage that, that, that goes with it. In game one, I would say takes this, you know, I would say, you know, quarterback, you know, in the pocket, quick hit right side. Now, I'm going, uh, when I listen, I go, well, what, does that mean he threw a pass and it was completed or what, what, it, what, it, what just happened? And so it's, it's, and so, I mean, I, you know, I wrote some cards and it was, you know, it's about down and distance, third and eight, here's the score. 
you're supposed to give a score like every two to four minutes because people join it at, at all different times. And I never really follow. I didn't do a very good job of following the ball of snap, snap, you know, quarterback in the pocket, fakes the handoff. Now he's going to throw rolls to his right, throws to his right pass complete or incomplete. Then you can kind of get into it, but it, it's the basics. It's the science. You know, part of this job is science, follow the ball. And then part of it is art, you know, relationship with Deuce and make it interesting and make it fun. And so ironically, the fundamental pillar of what I preached going in has, was the, was the one thing that, and you know, that I'm still working on, uh, for, you know, through two games. And it's, 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 it's a simple philosophy and, uh, it is something I will continue to work on because that's what you have to do. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting, but it's uh, it's something that I will continue to work on. It's not hard. I mean, follow the ball, dummy. Follow the ball. It, it <laughs> it's, is. It's just you know. Yeah, you it is a learning process. It is a learning process, right. and you're you're learning. And and the good thing about this is that you understand, and you're you're working on this craft now. Exactly. Well, again, I you know when when. Diane wanted to talk about the game. I was kind of like, oh gosh, you know, what, what, what was it? What did I do? What were the, you know, what, 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 what fundamentally was, was the, was the problem. And, and so, you know, you're so hyper-focused in the game. And so you don't like if, if you'd, if you'd have debriefed me after the Baltimore game and said, well, okay, well, what, what was, tell me about the game. I said, uh, well, I, I think there were a lot of turnovers and penalties. I mean, that's, you don't, you don't have a broad overview of the game. I can tell you, you're so hyper-focused. You, you just don't, that, you're just thinking about players and numbers and players and numbers and what's third down and all that stuff. And so, yeah, it is a learning process and it's, uh, you know, I'm no one's happier about preseason to have preseason games than me because last year there were no preseason games. And so it, it is, I'm, I'm learning a new craft and, um, it's, it's fun, but yeah, it's, 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 it's work and it, it's, uh, but it's enjoyable work. Well, it's awesome because I wanted you to be named after Jim, uh, back, uh, when the job opening came up with Jim's retirement. So I was thrilled when, you got hired, and I love Zach too. I mean, I've been to his place a couple of times for a, a burger and a, a drink. So it's it's good that Zach is doing something he loves as well. Now, one thing that struck me: you posted a picture recently on your social media platform. It was uh, after the uh, Super Bowl game. You and two other people describe that picture and how meaningful it is now. God, it's it's it's. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. So in our house, I have a, like a wall where I've always kept kind of pictures that were important and kind of unique to me. And I interviewed a couple of presidents one-on-one and, you know, those kind of things and celebrities, whoever, whoever we might've had on the morning show and the Super Bowl pictures are up there. And, and so literally I'm standing with my wife and we're just standing near where this wall is. And she looks up and she says, isn't that, you and Jim and Zach, and I'm, I'm looking at him like, oh, my God, I'd forgotten totally about it. And so after the Super Bowl, Jim and I were doing post game, And so Zach had come out, you know, and so it's Jim to my, is in the left side of the picture interviewing Zach, who's facing the camera. I'm to the right. And it's just 
I mean, it's 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 everything. It's it's one, two, three, left, center, right. It's the three people who've handled this job for the for thirty plus years, right? Thirty five, thirty three years, and so. But I hadn't even thought about. It. I mean, it was you know two thousand ten, and that picture. I just I made copies. I I I framed it and gave it to Zavko to Zach. I've got one framed to give to Henderson. Um, you know, just because it was it's kind of you know. Not eerie, but it was just kind of look, you know, ironic to think that in 2010, and look at how how lives have changed in, in such a short amount of time, and they've both been such phenomenal people in my life. And you'll, and the the Henderson part, I'm sure you understand easily because of the years we spent together. But quite frankly, Zach, since I've got this job, has been you know my number one supporter. He's he's been down here helping me in the Superdome. We've met, we talk, we go over things. He helps me before every game because he's an an assistant offensive line coach. So they're up in the press box. So before every you know our first two games, he'll come in, give me a little tap on the leg, little you know fist bump, like go get him. And he's just been you know I, I knew him. We worked together some prior to him getting the job, but. I mean, what a class individual, and this, you know, certainly with Henderson as well, who I've talked to, and you know, when, when I was getting the job, and you know, to follow those two guys, and just not, you know, certainly because of the job they did, but because of the people they are, is just amazing. I mean, they've both just been so influential. So that picture will probably be, you know, my Facebook, you know, cover picture for. Who knows? It would. It'll take something pretty important to uh, supersede that picture. It was awesome when I saw it. I was like, "Oh man, this is like it's prophetic." You know, right? Credit my wife, man. Predicting the future. Well, you you have a good one there. She's she's awesome. Um, Okay, Mike. So as we're winding down here, I usually ask a few questions, the same questions to all the guests. So here's uh, question number one: What's your favorite movie and why? Well, you have to go probably for me. Like, what is the one movie that you always, if it's on, you flip in the channel and you stop and you always watch it? Okay. I mean, it's probably, I would probably say Shawshank Redemption okay. or, or It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, I just, those movies, you know, if, if you stop, you know, if you always stop, no matter if you've seen a hundred times. So Shawshank Redemption, but I also have to include It's a Wonderful Life. It's just, it's, it's a tradition. So it's a tie. Okay. What's your favorite type of music or artist? You know, I'm not a huge music guy. If I if I'm gonna listen, if I'm gonna put an album on an album, listen, I mean I ought to tell you right there, I'm not a music guy. <laughs> yeah. If I'm gonna put on something and listen to a complete recording, a complete album, it would be Boston's first album. Okay. I mean, I'm an '80s rock guy, yeah. right? You yeah. know, Foreigner, uh, Journey, Boston. You know, but I, I love all the you know. New stuff as well, but it's got to be individual songs. As far as artists, you can give me Boston's first album. I'm a happy camper. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll pull out my 8-track and listen to uh, a lot of classic rock as well. <laughs> um, what's your favorite hobby? Uh, was it golf, or is there something else that you like doing when you're not working, when you're trying to relax? Uh, it, it is golf. I just don't, I've not had the time to play. I've really gotten into kind of building and carpentry and just kind of, you know, I've, I've created, you know, some rooms and, and built, 
uh, I built a man cave in, 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 in our house and in a garage that unfortunately got burned out of the fire two years ago. But I've really enjoyed building things. I still love golf, but I just I love to work with my hands and create stuff. And so, you know, I, I can't wait till there when things do slow down a little bit. And I can't I haven't played golf in two years and I can, haven't, haven't been able to do much of anything building wise, project wise. But I, I love the aspect of building and creating something with my hands. Wow, that's awesome. I I just wonder when you have time to sleep too. I don't it sounds like I don't, you don't have time. Yeah. Jeez. It's right right now is pretty tough, you know, training camp in the morning and then uh I come into the superdome, do my superdome job and then I stay here till about midnight working on radio stuff. Yeah. So it's uh it, you know, now that won't be all the way through when when the regular season begins, but during training camp it's pretty much what is something still on your bucket list? What is something you still want to do? I've been to the Masters. Uh, you know, I want to travel. I want to see the important things in the United States. I, I want to see the Grand Canyon. I want to see Mount Rushmore. Right? I want to see the things in the United States. So it's, 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 it's not international travel. It's just... United. I want to travel. I want to see the the iconic you know aspects of our country. Wow, man, we're so much alike. I didn't realize how much. I mean, classic rock, Grand Canyon, Mount Rushmore. I want to see a part of uh, a lot of America. So uh, we're a lot alike, except uh, we're cut from the same cloth, man. We're close and close in age, and I'm a little older, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, so uh, I mean, I just haven't had the you know, I haven't had the time, and I, but I I really look forward to just you know. Doing that. I mean, and I'm talking, you know, in an RV. I'm not flying. I'm just. I want to see the see the United States. Oh, you want to do National Lampoon vacation type stuff? That's what you want to do. <laughs> no, no, not a car with my family. Okay, no, All thank right. you. All right, been there, done that, and not doing that again. Well, Mike, I, I have to tell you, I was thrilled to death when you became the uh, voice of the Saints. You know, I'm a big fan of yours, big fan of the Moose and everything you do. So. It, it was wonderful to hear you being named. So I want to thank you for joining us and uh, letting the uh, listeners in on a little bit about Mike Haas and the Moose and how it's going with the games. Hey, no problem. Let me tell you, I've, I've been a big fan of, of WRBH for a long time and you know, got involved with them years ago when I was a young, ignorant person who knew nothing about WRBH and uh, had done a bunch of uh, charity work for them. And what you guys do is so fundamentally important to people's lives and so keep doing it keep knocking it out of the park and if i can ever help in any way just let me know all right mike thank you very much you've been listening to the public affairs show on wrbh reading radio for the blind i'm carla redondo thank you for listening <laughs>